0: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin.
2: Hello, everybody out there all over the big wide world. It's Yasmin Boland here, coming to you live and direct from my uh, office in London, England, uh, all over the internet. Where are you? How are you? Give me a call. Uh, it be lovely to speak to you. Um, I feel like I've been on uh, broadcasting something all day today today. I started with my chanting that I do it in the morning. Then we did, I'm doing a challenge. And now here we are with Unity Online Radio. And let me tell you how to call in if you'd like to call in. Um, the number to call is 816 251 355. That is 816 251 355. You just have to tell Louie he'll answer the phone your birth date, your time date and place of birth, and what you'd like to talk about, and we will speak to you about that. Um, I have a really exciting guest today, and, oh, my God, it's so topical. Uh, today I'm going to be speaking to an amazing astrologer that I, I really love as a person as well. Uh, her name is Alex trenoweth and she and I are going to be speaking about probably the most topical thing in the world right now, which is uh, Harry, Meghan and Oprah. Harry, Meghan and Oprah. Specifically, we are going to be looking at actually uh, because what Alex is, uh, her her kind of real speciality is um, the astrology of adolescence, which is a subject very close to my heart because I have a 14-year-old son. And, uh, and in fact, Alex would like to today, she'll be looking at, uh, in some ways, how what happened to um, Harry, which happens to everybody at the age of around about 12, uh, which is called the Jupiter return, how that affected the rest of his life, how it's even affected the fact that he and his wife, Megan and Oprah have all got together this week for a chat. You know, really an unprecedented chat. So if you're into the royals, that's great. If you're not into the royals, then I'm sorry, because this is going to be quite a kind of a a royal show this week. (laughs) Um, You know, but if you do have children who are, are, you know, under the age of 21, Alex will have information for you as well. So it's going to be good. I'm actually just looking at um, Harry's chart right now. Harry is um, a Virgo, and uh, so, um, you know, he will be taking everything that's happening quite seriously at the moment, um, you know, all this stuff that's going on for him right now is is going to be hitting him hard. And, uh, in fact, there are some very interesting um, aspects going on. Uh, to do with the fact that you know Harry has grown up in a fish pot, in a fish bowl. His mum obviously was killed in a terrible, tragic car accident, and there are actually similarities happening here. Which you know, in fact, Alex was telling me about because she'd been dissecting all the charts, and she was saying there are similarities, and she's written a post about it uh, about what happened when uh, Princess Diana died, and uh, now the you know the date of this interview with. Um, uh, Oprah Winfrey, and, uh, and she was kind of saying, you know, all this before we got sort of the little snippets and leaks we've been getting from the um, interview uh, with um, Harry and Meghan, which has been about the fact that um, he said he doesn't want history to repeat itself. So it's kind of really interesting that he's saying that, uh, you know, and Alex is seeing in the chart that history, you know, kind of could repeat itself at the, at, right now, but he doesn't want it to. So in some ways, he seems to have headed any traumas off of the past. Um, so we are going to be looking at that um, I also want to tell you this week is a new moon a new moon week uh, we'll be getting the new moon on I believe March the 13th uh, which is kind of exciting it's going to be a new moon in the sign of Pisces and taking place in the same place of the skies as Venus and Neptune so it's kind of uh, kind of got a very romantic, Feel to it. Um, if you haven't already, oh, and by the way, the new moon is making a harmonious alignment uh, called a sextile to Pluto, uh, which is the planet of transformation. So, you know, there's a few things which could turn around this week. Uh, you know, maybe situations that haven't been feeling too good could start to feel a little bit better, for one thing, which is really nice. Um, If you don't know, I am doing a free seven-day Moonology Manifesting Challenge, uh, which started yesterday. So if you sign up now, it's free. If you sign up now, you can watch yesterday's video, you can watch today's video, and you'll be all caught up. Uh, Yesterday, what we did is we did um, all this energy clearing and emotional blockage clearing, because that's what you need to do when you're doing uh, moon magic, as you'll see when you watch the video. We've got worksheets. We've got an amazing group of people. There are little challenges to do, uh, and it's definitely, definitely, definitely not too late to sign up. If you uh, have missed it, I've got someone here on Facebook who's saying, oh, no, I think she's mean. She's, oh, no, I missed the sound of the challenge. Don't worry. It's fine. We have seven days in the lead up. To uh, the new moon, when we're all going to get together and do our wishes together. And it's going to be a really nice new moon. The reason why I did the moon manifesting, uh, the moonology manifesting challenge now is because it's such a nice new moon. And I really wanted to tap into that so that when we are all making our wishes together, uh, we've got a really kind of friendly new moon to do it with. So if you would like to sign up. Uh, please go to moonmessages.com forward slash MMC, which stands for Moonology Manifesting Challenge, or if you're watching on Facebook, there is a link above. I'm seeing someone saying very stridently, your admin don't approve Facebook requests. We do, but you have to have all the information in there. If you don't have all the information in there, uh, we can't approve your requests because we need to know who we've got in the group. Um people were saying oh people were saying they loved yesterday's challenge and today was more difficult that's interesting because i thought yesterday's was more difficult yesterday we did a lot of energy clearing and today what we did was we um started to think about what we actually want to manifest Uh, So, as I said, if you haven't signed up yet, it's absolutely not too late. Just do it now. Don't let it get any later. You'll miss out. MoonMessages.com forward slash MMC. MoonMessages.com forward slash MMC. M-C, people saying they're loving the challenge. I'm loving the challenge too. I'm glad people are loving the challenge. So there we are. It's kind of going to be an interesting week, but it's already been an interesting week. And we have the amazing astrologer Alex Trenoweth on the line. Uh, And we're going to talk about, let's first of all talk a little bit about um, Harry and Meghan and, uh, and uh, and the fact that they're talking to Oprah and uh, and then let's talk about how this actually relates to um, uh, Harry as a 12-year-old, because that is kind of um, Alex's speciality, adolescence astrology. So are you there, Alex? Can you, like, can I wind you up and say, hey, just talk, baby?
1: <laughs> well, on the topic of Harry, I mean, I, I was um... – you know, I don't look at the royal charts all the time, so I, I miss things. But what I noticed yesterday was it's two Jupiter returns since the death of Princess Diana, um, almost exactly. And what that two means Jupiter is Jupiter, Jupiter.
2: So that means Jupiter. people who who don't know, just explain, that means Jupiter's come back to the place that it was since he was born twice, because that happens about once every two years. So it's actually been, wow, nearly a quarter of a century since Diana died. Amazing.
1: Yes, so that's two Jupiter returns. And Harry had just had his first Jupiter return the year before his mother died. And uh, this is um, that stage of life between 12 and about 16 is a really important stage in life because this is when all the brain development is going on. And so, you know,
2: darling. can you just talk more into your phone or a little bit louder because people are having trouble hearing you?
1: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, So um, Harry uh, had just had his very first Jupiter return when his mother died. And um, he was entering uh, adolescence. And this is a time when it's not just the physical body that is changing, but it's also the emotional nature of the person, um, the social um, networks that the person is creating. And most importantly, all the brain development is happening and so you know we if we wonder why harry is kind of so concerned about the, what has happened to his mother might happen to his wife i mean we only need to look at this cuz it's kind of like um like a bit of like a stuck record for him and william had it too but not quite as bad as harry i mean william stayed with the within the royal family but harry has now left and so i was just thinking that this shows really how important jupiter returns are because uh, it's it's this time of great development and and um, it's so important. And when I work with people with addiction issues, the first thing I'll do is I'll go back to this stage of their life and see you know what was going on that they needed to turn to whatever substance or whatever habit they've created to cope with um, what's happening with them at the moment. So it's some um, incredibly powerful time um, he, he went through, and it seems to be repeating itself which is why he he needed to speak to Oprah.
2: Yeah. So the weird thing is that obviously, you know, for people who don't know, Jupiter is the lucky planet, okay? It's the planet of good fortune. So we would expect, you know, him to be having a good time as a 12-year-old, and, of course, he probably had the worst time in his life. How do we account for that?
1: Well, okay, so chances, which is what we're talking about, um, they are things that are, that the universe brings to us to cope with. I mean, so you're you're absolutely right. you know why, why would this horrible tragedy befall him? You know then there's other astrological reasons why. but um the the Jupiter return is kind of like a, a marker in your path of life. and um, you'll keep coming back to that marker with these Jupiter returns. So although it's not um um his his Jupiter actual Jupiter return uh, was probably, you know, um turbulent as well because his parents were going through a divorce and different things were were happening that are quite unpleasant for teenagers anyway but some um, you know it's you know not everyone who has a jupiter return will suffer the loss of a mother of course but this is just um, unfortunately the the very unlucky hand that harry was handed and as i said there's other reasons why um, this tragedy uh, happened um, and that we can explain astrologically. But I'm just talking about, you know, this important stage of development that all 12-year-olds go through, but not yeah, necessarily so the death of a mother or a so all 12-year-olds
2: have a Jupiter return. Jupiter takes about 12 years to go around the chart, so you always get your Jupiter return around the age of 12 like you always get your Saturn return around the age of 29. Now one thing if somebody's listening to this and they think back to what happened to them when they were 12 uh, does it mean it's going to repeat when they're 24 or they're 48 or they're 36 or any of those divisible by 12 ages or is it always going to have a different flavor depending the other transits going on?
1: Well yes that uh, depends on the other transits going on but we are always learning and growing and developing. And Jupiter is uh, along with Saturn is one of those planets um, that help us to grow and develop. So he's learning lessons on how to deal with the things that happened to him at the age of 12. And um, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that Harry is standing up for himself and he's not just being this passive person that's letting things happen or putting his, his family in danger. He's actually saying, look, this is the situation I find myself in. And he's explaining what's going on. So he's actually standing up for himself, which I think is, you know, quite a powerful thing that he's doing. Yeah. It's causing an awful lot of uproar too. But, you know, I, I'm happy for Harry. He's he's found his personal power.
2: Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, I mean, not to be too simplistic, but many Virgos you know they are so much about service, as he's you know reiterated. I'm still all about service, but they're not always going to be the person who's going to stand up center stage and say, "Hey, world, look at me. Listen, while I t- while I tell you my stuff." You know, they're not they're not that sign. Although Meghan Markle's a Leo, who is much more likely to uh, to do that. I suppose. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, as a as a Leo, you know, she she does have a, a lot more of a need to be center stage. Now, um, her moon, let me get this right, her moon in Libra is conjunct the Pluto of Wallace Simpson, who was the last American divorcee in the royal family who caused a crisis uh, yeah. back in 1936. So I, I find it interesting these two women have this connection, um, yeah. and you know they're really you know, turning things upside down yeah
2: exactly exactly and what else is interesting is that um you know uh oprah is an aquarius where we've also Mm -hmm. got all this big action and you know this is probably the biggest the the most publicity let's put it like that that oprah's had for decades you know this is i mean this has literally put her back on the front page
1: um, yes, indeed. Um, Oprah has uh, Jupiter in Gemini. Um, and as a child, she was known as the preacher for her ability to um, recite Bible verses. And I think all during her long career in broadcasting, she's allowed people to come onto her show and tell their stories, which is, you know, very much a Gemini um, uh, thing to do. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's it's so interesting that that, you know, this... Um, that, that the royal couple was given this platform
2: to speak. Yeah. And, of course, Aquarius is going to be right opposite Megan's son, S-U-N. So, you know, that's not going to be a walk in the park either.
1: Yep, yeah, She's, you know, she, yeah. Well, she's had a hard time, you know, for the past few years. And, yeah. uh, you know, let's just hope that, you know, um, the pregnancy goes well and um, there's not too much of uh, too much stress on her. During this time, but you kind of know there is going to be stress on her because it's a big thing that they're doing.
2: Yeah. I mean, just looking at Megan's son, her son is at twelve Leo and right now today Saturn is at nine Leo. So she's under pressure. I don't think she's going to get through this quite the way she wants to, although Saturn also being the Lord of Karma, maybe this is playing out for her and she's getting to actually defend herself after, you know, a couple of years of being um, being told to shut up. Um, also, um, she has had Jupiter opposite her son as well, so it all makes sense. So, Alex, just let's get off the royals for a minute and on to adolescence because this is actually... One of Alex's main special subjects. Um, Actually, Alex, you did an amazing interview uh, a few weeks ago with Stormy Grace. Is that her name? Stormy Grace? Uh, That's
1: it. Yep. We
2: were on fire. We were on fire so much my glasses were steamed up. (laughs) You were on fire to the point where I was actually thinking I need to get a transcript of this interview. And then I was thinking it's probably all in your book, um, Astrology and Adolescence or Growing Pains um but so what got you interested in working with teenagers because you know kids and teenagers because normally people run a mile from teenagers and children but can i just say before you answer that alex has some of the most amazing insights to share about how you can understand your child better whether they are a babe in arms and pre-verbal you know you know they can't express anything or they're going through their the two years or they're seven or 12 or you know whatever they are 14 18 these are all key points explain alex to those people who don't understand how all kids as they grow up they all go through the same basic transits regardless of their star sign their birth date there are these big things that happen right
1: That's correct. So we were talking about the cycle of Jupiter. And I think if you break down that cycle and think of it as like seasons. So every three years, there's a different season. So, you know, in infancy, you know, zero to three, there's the Jupiter square that's developing there. And then at around three years And what does a Jupiter square do
2: for a three year old?
1: Well, at this stage, um, a, a child is learning how to walk and how to communicate more clearly. So um, to and the parents, their life. Uh, yes, and and parents uh, don't have to have all the equipment that they used to have. You know, the playpens, the nappies, all those sort of things. So actually, the child and the parents are freer to explore the world around them. Then at six is when children are usually settled in a school. If they, I know Steiner schools and Montessori schools are different, but in a, a regular comprehensive school, children are learning how to read and write and socialize. At nine. Uh, is another Jupiter square. And that's when children are starting to distinguish between real fears and um, like the boogeyman under the bed. So they're not afraid of the boogeyman under the bed. They're afraid of things like terrorism or their parents splitting up or death or or something like that. They're They're understanding the difference between fact and fantasy. And then we talk about the Jupiter return. And Saturn also has its pattern. Instead of every three years, it's every seven years. So Saturn rules the hard parts of the body, the teeth, the eyes, the hair, the skin, the bones. And um, at seven is when children lose their milk teeth, usually the front teeth. So that's how you tell a seven-year-old. At 14, uh, the opposition...
2: Before we we just rush over that, um, Mm -hmm. interesting regarding um, seven-years-old Saturn losing your teeth. Because the thing I remember for when Louis was uh, seven was I had looked it up and it said it's the age of reason. And it's so interesting mm-hmm. that so you're getting your first Saturn square, Saturn square Saturn, basically. And, you know, Saturn, amongst Saturn's many qualities, it's the planet of reason. And so at the age of seven, not only do your teeth fall out, which is so such a Saturnian thing because it shows that you're getting older like once you've lost your teeth you know before too long you'll have your grown-up teeth and you'll be an adult sort of thing so it all ties in so perfectly and uh and the other thing with turning seven and the age of reason and losing your teeth is like that I really love which you may not even know this one um you know Rudolf Steiner very very famous sort of philosopher guy, he said children should not learn to read until they are until their first milk teeth fall out. So I mm-hmm. don't know if he was – he was probably into astrology, so he may have been looking at the first Saturn square. And Saturn is, you know, about schools and, and you know, discipline. But isn't it fascinating how it all matches? Uh,
1: it is. And the other thing about the Saturn square – that I just thought of when you were talking is um, children learn how to tell time. Yes, and you don't ha- you don't have to say to them um, we're going to go out at lunchtime. You can say we're going to go out at twelve thirty, and the child will understand what that means and how to read a clock. And Saturn, yes. of course, rules time as well.
2: Yes, so then at fourteen, which is where my son is at, that's about going to be about the Saturn half return sort of thing, is it? What do you what do we call it? The Saturn opposition.
1: Yes, now, that is when we're we're expecting children to step up to more responsibility. And one of the things we do here in England is we um, begin the exam process. And um, uh-huh. children choose a subject that they want to study, and they have to do coursework. They'll be expected to do some sort of work experience um, in, in this year. And um, uh, you they, they're they're having to, you know, think about what they want to do with the the rest of their lives, the future, their careers, which is um, a very certain thing to do. So it's a lot of decision making that they have to um, have to do. And um, um, some children feel a lot of pressure. And I know with lockdown, everything's kind of messed up with the educational system. But when I was teaching and students would complain to me about having to take exams, I'd say to them, well, I kind of hate to tell you this, but you're going to be examined for the rest of your life, you know, be it by your banker or your doctor or your dentist, you're going to have some sort of examination process in some way, and you can't avoid it. So you might as well, you know, take your first exams in a supportive environment, see what it's like, see what you can do, push yourself, see what discipline can do for you, and then when you get those exam results, you can feel a real sense of achievement.
2: Yes, and also the thing is, because Saturn is about learning and uh you know, is about um, getting disciplined. It's like learning a new discipline at school that's going to stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. I mean, I know Jupiter is really more about teachers and teaching, but there is something about Saturn that has a real learning thing to it, doesn't it? Uh, It does.
1: And I tell all parents and teachers that they need to understand their Saturn because if they don't understand their Saturn – the children that they teach or the children they live with will understand that Saturn and they 'll find your weak points and they 'll provoke you and they'll wind you up and But if you understand your Saturn, if you find your grounding, you can you know discipline the child in the correct way without getting you know too wound up yourself and um you' you'll, you'll, you've you got just got to find your center because children, as you were saying earlier. Can be extremely difficult, especially teenagers, because they're going through this very difficult time. The brain is rewiring itself. They are not independent enough to take care of themselves because they can't work to earn money. So they're still dependent on their parents. For the parents, um, there's usually some sort of separation anxiety as well for the children, knowing that their child is growing up and going away from them, because all children, or say most children, will find their way um, to be independent from their parents and this uh adolescent stage is um you know can be a very stressful time
2: yeah i mean ultimately though it's what you want isn't it so, Alex, I'm going to have to cut you off there because we have actually about to run out of time, and I just want to make sure that people know where to find you. So, Alex, her name is Alex Trenoweth because people are asking me on Facebook, what is your name? Alex Trenoweth. And Alex has actually created something you can download, which I've made a short link for. If you go to moonmessages.com forward slash Alex, it'll take you to a page where you can sign up. For her free article, Getting Your Child to Reach for the Stars, okay? Getting Your Child to Reach for the Stars. So it's all about everything she's talking about. Plus, Alex also has a fantastic book called Growing Pains that I'd highly recommend. I'll talk more about this on the other side of the break, but Alex, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Yasmin.
0: You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin.
2: Everybody. It's Yasmin back here on the other side of the break. Sorry about the, for this on the Facebook people. I kind of got lost in uh, something I had to try and get done. Um, so I was having such a good time talking to Alex Trenowitz about astrology and adolescence that I've asked her to stay on just a little bit longer. Uh, so, Alex, are you still there? I'm still here. Hello, thank you. Um, so let's—we were going to say—we uh, we kind of talked about. Let's just talk a tiny bit more about the satin opposition because of my my fourteen-year-old boy. So, what's your best advice to parents of fourteen-year-olds at the moment, because of uh, the fact that they're all going through their satin opposition? Do tell.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think the most important thing for children of any age is to have you know structure and clear guidelines and rules. But obviously at 14 and, and older, they're going to want to, um, the, the, the way they socialize with their peers um, will change. And um, they might be getting their first boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, they might be, um, they might um, lose contact with a good friend. You know, so a, lot of, a lot of social social things are changing. And one of the things I've said for quite a long time is how social media has changed the way our teenagers have are interacting with each other. Um, But generally speaking, you know, 14 year olds need clear guidelines. They need parents who are clearly rooted in their own Saturn so that they, if a child breaks the rules, say curfew or whatever, there are consequences and the child understands there's no getting around the consequences. So I think that's really important. And, um, you know. Because, you know, Saturn
2: lays down the law and I guess the parents have to as well.
1: That's right. The parents are the Saturn for the child. And, um, you know, it, it isn't easy raising teenagers because, you know, there's there's so many things that they they, they think they know and they, they realize they will realize later in life that they didn't know at all. Um, but, you know, I, that, that's generally speaking, what I would say to parents, you know, find your Saturn, stick to it. Um, know your partner Saturn as well so that you can work with that Saturn, because that's the other side of the story. It's a bit more complicated. Um, that you that you, and your partner understand each other, what your expectations are for your child. Yeah. And astrology so, makes it a lot easier. Yeah,
2: understand. astrology makes it much easier. And for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm talking to Alex Trenowitz, who is an expert astrologer and also a teacher and a mother of, I think, is it three boys? So uh, Two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. So she knows her stuff. She knows her astrology backwards plus she is a teacher, plus she's a three-time parent of grown children. She's managed to grow them to the point where they've been able to up and leave home. So, you know, she really knows what she's talking about. Actually, um, a few things to ask you. I think the first thing I want to ask you is about um, Teenage Rebellion, but then let's talk about the chart that you've written as well for uh, teenagers. So um, with... Uh, with rebellion, I was talking to a a friend of mine the other day who's also got a 14-year-old boy, and we were talking about the fact that they actually need to rebel and we shouldn't kind of sort of make it, you know, we should... The conversation was, should we say, you know, if we found out that they were having a sneaky beer or something, would we completely lose our cool or would we try and, you know, be cool? And my friend was saying, and I thought it was a really good point, she said children need to rebel in their teenage years, so we need to kind of give them something to rebel about. And if we say, oh, no, a little bit of beer is okay, maybe they'll have to up the ante because they've got this need to rebel. And obviously with the planet Uranus, uh, it's all about rebellion, and Uranus, just like Jupiter and Saturn, also has cycles. So, what's going on there? Let's let's stay focused on adolescence and and teenage years. What about rebelling and Uranus and beer?
1: <laughs> okay, so um, at thirteen, um, there's two things that are happening, um, and it's a different aspect. Usually, I use, I use squares, but this time I'm using um, another aspect called a sextile, which is a little bit easier. And what's happening at 13 is Uranus, the planet of rebellion, is in a sextile position to where it was when the person was born, which means that the rebellion energy is really flowing very freely. And at the same time, Jupiter is also in a sextile position, which means that the expansion and and all the confidence that we associate with Jupiter is kicking off with that Uranus. Now, I know from... Looking at interviewing other teachers and my experiences um, in a classroom in September, the 13 year olds are the class, and I'm sorry to say this teenagers, I really do love you, but it's the class that nobody wants to teach because of the rebellion and the defiance. And I know from thousands of behavior reports that that particular age group uh, is more often in trouble for defiance. So you know, that's that's what's happening, and it's magnified by Jupiter. So it, while it's n- very natural to be um, rebellious, what parents need to do is to encourage their children to consider the consequences. Think ahead. Now, the brain development is still going on, and we know that adolescents have uh, very poor decision-making skills because that brain hasn't finished developing. The other thing about um, children being able to sneak off and get a beer, so Let's let's just use that as a scenario. Yeah. What happens when they get away with something is they get a little kick, a little thrill, and a little kick of dopamine, which is where addictions can come in because they need that thrill of getting away with something.
2: And so also, you don't... know, Uranus has a kind of a thrill aspect, doesn't it? Absolutely.
1: And, and that's, you know, the process I'm describing too. And so, you know, while I think it's perfectly um, – you know, fine for a child if they want to try alcohol with their parents or whatever, because most kids don't like the taste, Yeah. right? I remember I used to have to mix ice cream with beer in order to be able to tolerate it, you know. <laughs> the, the taste is not pleasant. And yeah. You know, the, the other thing I heard some parents say is, um, yeah, well, if they, they come home drunk, I'm going to give them some more so that they get a hangover so they realize, okay, this is the price you pay, you know. Yeah. Uh, same, yeah. same as smoking parents, say that, you know, kid get, gets caught smoking or they put him in a closet and give them a pack of cigarettes until yeah. they get sick. Don't
2: come um, out to not but, but so what do you think, in the light of Uranus, okay, like purely from an astrological point of view, do you think children need something to rebel against? You know, like does Uranus, you know, so then if we say, oh, you know, darling, here, here's a here's a bottle of beer, you know, you're getting to be big. Does that take the thrill out and we need to not do that? What do you reckon as a parent and an astrologer?
1: It's That's a hard call and it's going to be, you know, a very personal one, you know, to each parent. But personally, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, and I'd, I'd want to make sure that I knew where my children were going, that they they, they weren't going to have access to Alcohol. I mean, it's, I think it's a natural part of the teenage life that they're going to find themselves in situations where they're unsupervised and um, the temptation's there. But, you yeah. know, like I said, you know, if when you have a clear rule and you say, okay, I'm giving you this trust that, you know, you're going to go to this party and if there's alcohol there, if you're going to try it, you're going to be sensible and you're not going to come home drunk and you're not going to cause yeah. fights or any sort of other problems. And, you know, if the child can abide by those kind of guidelines, then you can trust yeah. them. I, think I, suppose the,
2: them the, yeah, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is, because of Uranus triggering them at 13, and, uh, you know, do they... Like, if you make it too easy for them and it's not it's not a rebellion for them to drink beer are they just going to go and smoke weed because oh well mum and dad don't care about beer so I need to rebel in some ways and I'm going to go and smoke some weed do you think that there is this need to break the rules that comes then that so you know my friend was saying you you kind of need to come down on them like a ton of bricks for the minor things otherwise it's going to escalate because they'll say oh I didn't manage to rebel there so let me try this what do you
1: think about yeah. that? I, I agree with your friend. <laughs> right, um, you know, it, it is true that they will find a way to rebel, but isn't it better that they rebel, for example, with putting their energy into the debate club, for an example? Yes,
2: but you know? that's not very you know, rebellious.
1: Can, well, it, it gives them a chance to express their opinion, and it's just sort of an example that comes off the top of my head. But, you know, they will, they will find ways of rebelling, but that, that's down to the parent to decide what's okay and what's not okay. You know, yeah. to some parents, you know, having a beer or smoking weed might be okay. To another parent, you know, coloring your hair purple is going to be a real problem. You know, it, right. it, it's, You know, as a parent, you set the guidelines. It's, it's your decision. You know, it's not my decision as an astrologer. It's the parent's decision, what they find tolerable. And mm-hmm. if you're in a, in a relationship with somebody else, what that person finds tolerable as well and how you can work together because you have to have, if you are in this relationship, with the uh, in the parental relationship you have to have that united front because right. if, if you're not okay first of all you got a problem with your your spouse and then you also together have a problem with your kid so you have to understand each other's Saturns as well yeah and stand together yeah.
2: so alex tell us about the chart program that you've written for any parents out there who want to get like an instant analysis of their child's uh You know, growing years, growing pains. Yes, this um,
1: computer-generated report came about because um, teenagers are often the people who need the most help astrologically. But owing to safeguarding and child protection guidelines, an astrologer should not have an unsupervised child in the consulting offices or on Zoom or whatever without a parent being there. And then people would ask, okay, well, what about if a really difficult situation comes up and a child wants to disclose something, then the astrologer has to know what to do. You know, so, you know, an underage girl might confess that she's going to have a baby. Um, A a, a boy might confess something else. So the the astrologer has to know what to do. And if they don't do anything, they could be in trouble and put their practices in jeopardy. And um, so I wrote this report as kind of a compromise, a way to for parents to understand their child. And it's designed so that parent and child can look at the chart together and they, you know, can see the pattern uh, that we were talking about, um, the Jupiter and Saturn patterns that were going on. And they can, um, you know, find uh, compromises uh, in how they get along and what's allowed um, it opens up the lines of communication and it, it just um you know it just helps that relationship when it's at its trickiest stage because as I said, adolescents need the most help and we're just uh, you know likely to throw our hands up in, in the air and say, Oh, they'll go out of it. And then in the meantime, all these terrible habits are, are developed and all these relationship difficulties are arising. So, you know, it's it's um 16-page report, 16 to 18 pages. It's got um original artwork in it. And uh, it comes with the, the actual chart of the child. And all they do, all the parent does is come to my website and go to the adolescent report section and fill it in. It's £20. And if it's £20, is
2: it? Because I'm looking at one that's £249.
1: Oh, that's for a family consultation.
2: Oh, OK. So how do we find the £20 pound one? Is it individual astrology reports for adolescents? Yes, that is the one. Okay, so it's on special from 25 to 20? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to buy one of those because I'm I'm curious as well. All right, (laughs) so Alex, tell people where they can find you. Um,
1: You can find me on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all creatively called Alex Trenouis.
2: Okay. I don't use
1: a handle. I, I use my real name. So uh, you can find me at, at there uh, on my website as well. Lots of different ways of contacting me through my website, also called alextrenoeth.com. <laughs> that code Trinoweth at
2: T R E N O W E T H. So you can find Alex everywhere. She's very, very well respected in the astrological community. She knows what she's talking about, and there are not that many people I would trust. Uh, With adolescence astrology, adolescent astrology, because it's such a sensitive time in in a child's life. But I truly believe you can trust Alex with your your child's astrology. So I can hardly give a higher recommendation for that. From that, given that I'm such an insanely uh, passionate parent, Alex. Just before you go, what do you think about uh, the current astrological conditions and um, including? Upcoming eclipses in Gemini and Sag, and Saturn and Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius. What do you think about the prospects of the kids going back to school at this point? Do you think the eclipses are going to just make it all insane, you know, in being in Gemini and Sag? You know, we've got lockdown planet Saturn in humanity planet Aquarius. What do you think?
1: Well, I've been saying for years that the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, which took place uh, at zero degrees Aquarius in December, that we needed we need to change the way we educate our children because the educational system as we knew it had real limitations. And I think Aquarius is also due technology and the Internet. And I think that we we're finding School it online. difficult to adjust to. Yes, we're finding it very difficult to adjust to lockdown learning but it's only because it's new. We will find a way to to incorporate it into our lives, to make it a better system, a more fair system. I'm loving it that children, I I know children who are learning Japanese. Japanese is not on the English curriculum. You know, so they're finding their own interests um, and actually reaching beyond what the traditional schools have been offering. And teachers have been saying for years too that You know, we're not really teaching kids what they need to know for the future. For the kids, the the technology is the future. Well, I can't even, I can barely manage my mobile phone, let alone (laughs) do what some of the kids are doing. You know, I can't even, couldn't even manage a landing page today. (laughs) So, so, you know, I I think that this is all about, you know, know, kids getting used to using the Internet, learning uh, to find those boundaries that we were just talking about, and making the most out of a, a, a really difficult situation, and you know, yeah. parents, I know I'm full of sympathy for, um you know, for school and I know that's you know it's been a difficult time, but you need to keep your kids safe, and and I think that you can, you know, that the kids going back to school was what kicked off the second wave.
2: From yeah, September, well, now it's going to kick off the third off. wave, presumably.
1: It, it sure is, and and. You know, so I, it's it's just strange, a strange new world, and we all have to get used to it. And yeah. from what I've been reading, you know, we're going to have to get used to these viruses and learn to live with the excessive hand-washing, the social distancing, uh, unless we want to be vaccinated for more and more things in the yeah. future. So
2: And Saturn's going to stay in Aquarius, Aquarius for, for another year or two. So, you know, like, it's not going away anytime soon.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we've got mm. a couple more
1: years. Yeah, sorry? We've got a couple more years of Saturn in Aquarius. couple
2: more years of the lockdown planet in the sign of humanity. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's pretty stark astrology when you think about it. So, Alex, I just want to give you some instant feedback. I've been uh, broadcasting this on Facebook as well as org, and you are getting so many compliments of people saying, this is fascinating, amazing information for parents. I even had one person saying... Um, I'm not even a parent yet. Now I'm, going to, now I'm going to be forewarned and
1: forearmed. So that's great. Absolutely. I, I just want to come back to something, too. Um, yeah. I didn't know all this research when I was a parent, and I wish I did. And parents tell me this, too, you know, because being a parent is tough, it's relentless. And, you know, you know, there's lots of mistakes made and you beat yourself up over them. But astrology can really help you streamline, be more focused on your Saturn and be a stronger yeah. authority figure, which is what yeah. your, t- your teenager needs.
2: Yeah. So honestly, I would suggest go to Alex's website, um com, T-R-E-N-O-W-E-T-H, AlexTrenowas.co.uk, I should say. And uh, you can pick up her um, Individual Astrology Reports for Adolescents there for just £20, alextrenoweth.co.uk. And, uh, yeah, she's amazing. And I'd also highly recommend that you – yes, someone's put the link on Facebook. Thank you. I'd also highly recommend that you listen to Alex's chat with um, Grace Stormy. Is it Stormy Grace? Grace Stormy. Stormy Grace. Uh, because that was really fascinating and uh, a little bit more in depth than we're doing now. A little bit more for people who understand a bit of astrology, but just that conversation you were on, you know, it was amazing as as well. So, thank all you. right, thank you so much, Alex, for coming thank on, you. and yep, yep. Uh, I'll see you in the funny pages. Yes, take I'll care, you
1: Thank too. you so much. All right. Lots of love. And thank you for the listeners. Lots of love to you too.
2: I'm sure they say thank you to you. So that was Alex Trenoweth of alextrenoweth.co.uk. So if you want to know more, go there. She's also got a book called um, Growing Pains, which is astrology for adolescents, which I should have mentioned as well. Yes, people on Facebook are putting the link. Thank you. She's she's great. She's amazing. She knows her stuff. So we now have about eight minutes left, which means I think I can take one one call and we do have a couple of people who've patiently waited so let's go to stacy on line one and annette if i don't get to you i will um give you a card all right so stacy on line one are you there hello oh stacy thank (laughs) you for waiting patiently i'm sorry i got so carried away talking to alex (laughs) because it was so excuse me interesting uh that i i kind of almost forgot to take calls but how, how are you okay. what's happening
3: oh i'm great I'm doing a chart call was, right now yeah that call was fantastic
2: yeah it was interesting wasn't it
3: it was i don't have kids but it's very interesting
2: right even interesting when you don't have kids well that's a Pretty yeah. big compliment. All right. So, yeah. Stacy, you are a Libran, but you're not your average run-of-the-mill Libran, because your your uh Lib your sun is conjunct Pluto. So you're a very powerful and passionate Libran. Uh, and you've also got Mars in Libra as well. So you're a triple Libran, but you're also a quadruple Scorpio with your moon in Aries. So, what is going on for you right now? What do you need to know?
3: Um Honestly, I didn't really have anything specific. I mean, I'm dealing with a lot of financial issues right now. Um, okay. So I don't know. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, what about if I do you a card? Okay. When it comes to money, you need to step out of your comfort zone, young lady. What does that say to you, stepping out of your comfort zone? <laughs>
3: um, that says a lot, actually. Every, um My husband and pretty much everybody around me keeps saying that because I keep uh, second-guessing that if I know enough in order to step into a different realm. Because I'm a graphic designer by trade, but I like the health and wellness kind of field. So that makes makes a lot of sense.
2: Okay, that is very interesting. All right. So there you are. Step out of your comfort zone and the money shall be there waiting for you, Stacey. (laughs) Thank you. You are so welcome. All right, let me see if I can fit Annette in as well now. Annette, are you there on line two? Hello, Annette. Hello. Hi, Hello. Annette. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Are you calling from England? Uh, I'm in Scotland. You're in Scotland. Blimey, this will be costing you a pretty penny. Um, I'm actually got a Skype subscription. It's like three pounds a month. Ah, very handy. Because the Scots are supposed to be very clever with money.
3: I'm um, I'm actually born in Latvia. I've lived in Scotland though, for nine, ten years. I have to say, you've got the accent. I do, yes. Yeah.
2: So, Annette, we don't have much time, uh, tell me what you would like to know, let me, do, shall I tell you your chart quickly, have you had it
3: done before? Uh, I haven't had it done before, no.
2: All right, so you are Cancerian with Aquarius rising and a Pisces moon. Mhm. Is that you cheering or is that your child in the background? That's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just had a baby, how nice. Okay, so what would you like to know? Because I've drawn you a card. Would you like to know
3: about the card? Um yes, please, but I did have a question. I'm looking okay, to tell me your question. Be- I'm looking to start my business. Um, hopefully when the new moon comes in and I was just kind of wondering if like the stars are any good. <laughs> okay so interesting
2: when the new moon takes place in a couple of days on the 13th of march it's actually going to be in your second house of cash and it's a really nice new moon so i would say uh, 13th of march onwards is a really nice time for you to be starting your business you'll actually Normally when people want to know about starting their business, it's far more complicated. You have to set up all kinds of charts. But I can tell you, just looking at your chart right now, any after sort of Saturday morning onwards, it's going to be nice for you to start your chart and start your business. What's your business?
3: Uh, well, i actually done the Monology Certification and I'm starting ah. to do Astrology as well because um, I haven't quite dwelled into the more complex parts of like aspects and things like that. But I understand I want to know everything all the time anyway, like you want to know everything when you need to. So I thought I'll just start doing something on the new moon and then just Excellent. take it from there because I have so many ideas that I want to get out there. I'm so excited. Right, <laughs> anyway, that's brilliant.
2: Well, um, yeah, look, this new moon is a really good one, and it's in your second house, which, as you know, is a good moonology student. Anesh um, uh, has done my moonology, uh, moonology certification course, I presume. Um, it's in your second house, which is cash, property, and possessions, so there's a new start coming for you financially uh, this month, and it's a really good time to be putting, you know, your new business into play
3: so
2: i did i did draw you a card so let me just tell you what you got just in case it's relevant because it's probably going to be you got the south node with the advice don't let your past hold you back okay so whatever's happened Mm -hmm. in your past as you now move into your new present and future don't let your past hold you back okay does that make any sense yes yes okay All right. Well, on that note, Annette, I've got something like 10 seconds left. So I'm going to wish everyone a beautiful week. Remember to join me on the Moonology Manifesting Challenge. It's free, moonmessages.com forward slash MMC, and I'll see you next week.